Hello everybody, and welcome to Win Stupid Prizes, the show where we ask the questions that nobody thought were worth asking. I'm Eddie, and I'm joined today by three people who need no introduction. So today's question <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> no, I should probably should introduce you guys. I'm joined by Bear. Brother Bear. Paul. Hey, oh. And Alex. I'm here too. I'm going to be playing the judge this week, guys. So. Oh, n- yay! Oh, yeah! <laughs> We're all familiar with the old adage, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. But I was wondering, if you could choose your family, which fictional family would you want to be a part of? I'll stick in the world of fiction just to avoid any hot topics for my mild, mild palate. But uh, otherwise, have at it. I think I might be part of Finding Nemo's family. Hang on, what? What do you have in relation to a fish? Well, I love to swim. I like to hang out underwater. Plus, it would really change up the dynamic with there being three members of the family instead of just two. All right. Would you get captured? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would go out and touch the boat. I'd be <laughs> way braver than Nemo. I'd touch the boat no problem. That thing's not even that big to me. What kind of fish would you be, my dude? What do you- I'm me. I'm not a fish. Wait, you're just a, a regular bear. <laughs> <laughs> just around in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I'd have a good time. I, I, I really like being underwater and seeing all the fish. You've got Marvin, Nemo, and a full-sized bear hanging out together. <laughs> it does make the film start a bit weirder, because instead of it being Nemo's brothers and sisters all being in up and him being the last one left, it's just him and you. Just a human baby. <laughs> oh, well, it's probably like, yeah, the barracuda eats all the babies, and meanwhile, I just drift down from the surface of the ocean as a baby and fall, in, fall into their <laughs> nest. I think we're going to get some cinematography challenges with, like, getting a good shot of Marvin and Nemo, and then also getting Bear, like, in... The... His name is Marlin. Marlin? Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought it was Marvin. Not getting our hashtag Finding Nemo facts correct. <laughs> no, Finding Nemo, if you'd like to sponsor this, we're so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well... It does take place in water, our sponsor. That is true, that is true. <laughs> I really like the idea of the boat scene. You're brave enough to swim straight up to it, and a human diver descends behind you about the same size as you and just has to, like, upgrade to, like, a giant Ziploc bag. <laughs> yeah, they just drop in with a huge bag, have trouble moving it around, and I'm just waving to my people for a good five minutes, proud of what I've done while they capture me. They eventually get you to the dentist in Australia, and you're just... <laughs> they have to buy a separate, like, swimming pool-sized fish tank just to you. <laughs> they just put me on top of it. They just say, put your foot in there and stay. And meanwhile, I don't speak the language. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we can escape by ramming into our bags. And you're just like, I'll just pick you up and put you in the water. Yeah. It'd just be fun to hang out with a bunch of cool animals. On the hanging out with fun animals, I think you could definitely do that better than just being, I am going to be born as fish. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Real dig on all the Pisces listening out there. Indeed. (laughs) And I'm going to go for specifically the Wild Thornberries. So early 2000s, Nickelodeon cartoon, but the main thing that people know it for is the father figure called Nigel Thornberry going smashing. (laughs) The family seems to get on very well, as families would. The main downside to this is actually I do need to spend a lot of time with animals, which is something I really don't want to do, <laughs> if I'm honest. They have an animal in their family, right? One of them's just a chimp or something. Yeah, for some reason they have a pet chimp called Darwin, which I'm not too sure I'm happy with, considering they've also clothed it as well, which somehow also feels wrong. What a great lead-in this is. Speaking of having fun hanging out with animals, I'll pick this family to hang out with animals, which I would hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, I am beginning to regret my choice. However, like... like family dynamic they've got it there does darwin talk or is it just that the whatever the girl's name is she can understand animals eliza can speak with animals yeah okay but no one else knows that 
So Darwin's just a chimp hanging out in a t-shirt, as far as they're concerned. Yeah, he's just their pet. He's a very civilised chimp. He doesn't like the wilderness. He doesn't like being out in the wild. He speaks with an upper-class British accent, so he must be civilised. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, I did also forget about Big Sister and Little Brother. Yeah. And if I remember it correctly, Little Brother is actually just a Tarzan. So he's actually just less intelligent than the oh, ape. Oh, yeah. He's insane, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, your little brother is just a wild, screeching animal. Yeah, jolly good. And your big sister doesn't want to be there either. Doesn't want to be there either. So <laughs> maybe that works, right? He's slot right in. Dude. Me, me and Hubby, like, why the hell are we here? We're in the middle of Africa. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm liking the chess rules style of win stupid prizes that you've touched the piece and you have to now make your move. I'm committed. I'm committed. I can't, can't leave. <laughs> you've given us a franchise. You must commit. I only just found out that the dad, Nigel Thornberry Smashing, was voiced by Tim Curry. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's the reason to watch. That's why everyone loves him. Of course they do. Smashing. Makes sense now. It's such a Tim Curry character, though. I guess so. It is a solid, lovely family that I think, irrelevant to the fact that I'll probably try and run away to boarding school, which is a weird thing to say generally, <laughs> but I think it would fit. i choose to join this family and then leave it. <laughs> right? Yeah, but I'm still part of their family. <laughs> I like the idea of picking a family who just has the resources to get you away from them. <laughs> <laughs> Do they? They live in a van. Not them necessarily, but if that's your justification. Oh, I see. I'll pick a rich family so that I can take the money and run. Y- yeah, just leave. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick like one of the royal adjacent families just so that I can leave I did specify fictional family <laughs> reality is illusion <laughs> I think it would be pretty cool to live with I mean Eliza's actually quite fun and nice and you'd have a lot of weird wildlife experiences oh no if I legitimately had to live with them I would almost certainly get accustomed to it I mean you've grown up with them so I think it's fine and maybe there, there's a chance that you get the talking with animals gene as well although I think actually she gets it through some kind of mystical jungle power I think think it's like a magical thing yeah it might be a little bit of colonialism i'm not sure it's kind of that age which was bestowed upon her after having rescued a shaman masquerading as a trapped warthog oh no there you go thumbs up <laughs> i'm sure that comes up all the time so you'd have plenty of opportunity plenty of opportunities to rescue a person be like hello are you all right there hello <laughs> well you'd ha- you'd see a warthog that was stuck and be like there's a chance that this is yeah. <laughs> a magical person pretending to be a warthog that's probably the problem is that is that i'd see the trap Warthog and be like, damn nature. Dinner. No, not dinner. Be like, damn nature. I can't get involved because if I get involved, then humanity's getting involved in the thing. You know, the whole David Attenborough thing, how for like 10 years they were like, <laughs> right. we can't get involved. Like the reverse of what the wild thornberries do every episode. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's the princess and the frog dilemma. Mm-hmm. It's like the Pascal's wager of if you meet a frog, you've got to kiss it just in case it will be a prince or princess and thus bless you. You have to take that risk. <laughs> Wait, you're kissing it not just because you'd kiss every frog you see? I mean, maybe, but the downside of kissing a frog, like, the worst thing that could happen is you kissed a frog, and the best thing that could happen... No, the worst thing that could happen is death because of the poison in the skin. (laughs) I mean, there's a funny joke here in that this has come about because, you know, your girlfriend pretends to be a frog sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is a frog, not pretends to be. (laughs) I do date a frog. (laughs) Wow. Jealous. I was also thinking of a Nickelodeon-style show. How dare you. I know, right? But mine's more of a found family thing. And I'm thinking about joining the gang from Avatar, colon, The Last Airbender. Okay. I've heard a lot about this show, but I've not seen it. It's really good. That's what I've heard. The only problem is that 
everyone kind of fits a niche in the main series. So you have like one of the major element benders. You've got Aang, who is the last airbender and also the avatar. You've got Katara, who's a waterbender. You've got Toph, who's an earthbender. And later on in the series, you have Zuko, who's a firebender. Spoilers for Avatar The Last Airbender. So I need to be, like, the fifth element. Because they've also got Sokka, who is just, like... Heart? The comic relief character <laughs> who has a sword. That makes a lot of sense. So, non-bender. So I need the fifth element. Now, Bear, you've seen every movie. I've seen almost every movie. What is the fifth element in The Fifth Element? Oh, it's Mila Jovovich. <laughs> that wasn't what my research came up with. Oh, Bruce Willis? <laughs> <laughs> According to the Merriam-Webster online dictionary, the fifth element is ether, which is like energy. So that's energy bending. Okay. And in the Avatar universe, energy bending is the most OP thing that you can ever do. Right. So I've just merry-sued my way into being kind of a more powerful being than Aang. And here I thought the fifth element was Boron. What? <laughs> yeah, the fifth element is Boron, but that's not very interesting because the Earth is 0.001% Boron, and Boron bending is therefore pretty useless. I don't know, man. It's more that than it is fire most of the time. No, hang on. Mm. <laughs> it's like there's a small amount in plants and it has some antibacterial usage in, its, in semiconductors, but none of those really have much use of the Avatar word. Really, really slow plant bending. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds pretty useful. <laughs> the first Boron. <laughs> what if we take the insane clown posse's definition of elements and as we all know water air fire earth fucking magnets how do they work <laughs> so i would be a magnet bender. okay so is it specifically ferrous metal bending because there is metal bending no 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 no, no that's... magnet bender magnet bender yeah. yeah you know magnetic fields magnets you can only bend magnets and magnetic fields oh right bending magnetic fields he bends magnetism including romantic attraction uh, uh, interesting <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i also like the idea that they're children in the last of it but they just bring in effectively an adult that's just like what the hell are you doing <laughs> <laughs> so the real pros here are you get to see the world you get to ride on a giant bison so you don't have to walk and you get this cool bending superpower you have chosen to become part of a family that is in the middle of a war yes <laughs> but giant bison i mean it depends when alex gets to join as well because there's a chance he joins that family what after the war over <laughs> yeah there's a whole lot of stuff that happens after the war just because it's not in the show doesn't mean hold on let me go get some comic books that i have over on my show <laughs> yeah okay fine like it happens after the war oh they all die as soon as the show ends <laughs> <laughs> well so the thing with it they have different elemental masters by necessity because ang's mission is to go and learn all of the other elements right yeah but you could also just be their friend i could but soccer's kind of got that on lock oh yeah you're only allowed one friend the element of friend <laughs> has been taken. Yeah. Unless you are a friendship bender, in which case you're allowed to manipulate that. Yes. There's like the extra supporting characters, but I want to be part of the gang. I want to be on Appa. How old is the gang? Like 11, 12, 13, I guess? Very early teens. And follow-up question, what are their survival skills like? Uh, that's a good question. Soccer's okay. They do pretty well. They're very good at survival. They travel freely and they have magic powers. Yeah. They did go into it very much. Also, they are on the run for a lot of the show, so there are a lot of times when they're, like, not able to spend the time doing what they need to do because of that. So you're going to go on the run with a bunch of 12-year-olds? <laughs> As a 12-year-old. Mm, okay. <laughs> we'll see. Although, if they had an adult with them, they'd probably be able to do 
Actually, I don't know if they'd be able to do much more. They might focus a bit more in comparison to the erratic pathing around the islands that they take. It's like an RPG. They see a side quest, they take the side quest. <laughs> if anything, actually, you being an adult might just get Anne killed. Because this is like half of his adventures. It's not like solving the problem of the Fire Nation attacking Gladiada, but he does need to learn and experience and become part of the Avatar state. So if you just turn up as an adult and be like, no, we've got to stay focused here. God damn it, there's a war. Aang just ends up fighting the Fire Lord and dies. Do I look like the kind of person who stays focused? Do I like the kind of person who joins a war? <laughs> Alex famously a dedicated warmonger. <laughs> like, you've got no time to find yourself and learn your powers. Let's go war now. One of the plot points is they do go and try to win early because they see a window. And that doesn't work out for them. It would have been a very quick series otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking of which, pop quiz, which has more episodes? Avatar The Last Airbender or The Wild Thornberries? Wild Thornberries, probably. Avatar had three seasons, but they were quite long seasons, so I'm going to go with Avatar. I have no idea how many Wild Thornberries, but it was on for a long time, so let's say Thornberries, yeah. Yeah. It is the Wild Thornberries. By how many? Uh, 61 to 91. Smashing. I mean, if you knock the ones off both of them, then they had a perfect score, six and nine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could add Korra to those things, and Avatar would probably be more... I don't know how far apart they are. I don't know quite how the storylines overlap. Long time. Yeah, there's a big time gap. Well, Avatar and the Wild Thornberries. <laughs> yeah, Avatar and the Wild Thornberries. How much overlap do they have? They're basically <laughs> happening at the same time in the same place. Oh, fair enough. Oh, and um, Eliza solves the war, does she, when she starts talking to the animals and they just win the war for whichever side she's on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, th- some of the animals are the original sources of their magic bending powers. Appa's a sky bison and the sky bison taught the air nomads airbending in the first place. Oh, that's nice. Though. How the hell you learn something from a bison? Not sure. Why you'd find a bison in the sky? also a real choice fair point <laughs> they are the original airbenders you know the thing i said about them teaching airbending they fly because they know how to airbend yeah <laughs> tell me that all birds are airbenders <laughs> <laughs> no birds are not airbenders specifically seems like what you just implied <laughs> no because someone learns how to do fake flying yeah. and and gets really upset at him because he's using like an engine to fly in these gliders and not actual airbending yeah what champion what <laughs> technology well it's because they're set up in his old temple that's that's you know been run out all right right, i'll let it slide then one of the things that's fun about the show is basically every animal in the world is just a combination of two animals in real life like you've got platypus bears you've got turtle ducks (laughs) yeah like the sky bison's a combo of bison's and the sky the famous animal (laughs) it's not so obvious what the sky bison are combo with but basically everything in the show is apart from there's a whole scene where the king has a bear and the whole cast are like what surely you mean like an armadillo bear it's like nope it's a bear <laughs> well obviously it's the exception that proves the rule there I hate you. They've got, like, sheep wool, but then this, like, almost reptilian underbelly, the sky bison. They do have six legs. They're an insect. Oh, I see. <laughs> so they're a combo of bison and beetle. So there we go, Alex. The, the family you've chosen to be part of is also in a terrifying world where not only are you at war, but there's big insect bisons. Sounds great. Oh, my word, they're huge. They are huge, yeah. They fly, they're massive, they're terrifying. You have picked a nightmare world to live in. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this thing's teeth? But they're friends. <laughs> there are no pictures with his mouth open. I can only assume that once it opens its mouth, you are already dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually part shark. It's just layers and layers of teeth. <laughs> oh, there is one with a little bit of mouth coming out. That is a disturbingly human mouth. <laughs> also, their markings on the arrows is the reason that the 
airbenders have those tattoos. Yeah, I know Aang's got the big arrow on his top of his head. Yep. I was like, is his dad a bison? Because <laughs> that's how tattoos work, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty fun. I mean, a family that goes on a lot of adventures, it's pretty good. Another family I can think of that has a lot of fun adventures together and basically get superpowers, even if they seem like they don't. Super Mario Brothers! <laughs> You want to be a plumber. You want to become part of a family plumbing business. They have so many different jobs. They're doctors. They're adventurers. They're carpenters. Yeah, I know, but their primary thing that's on their passport is plumber. Wait, do you put your job on your passport? It's the third Mario brother. We got Mario Mario, Luigi Mario, and now Bear Mario. Yeah, it would be great. Like, I could get all of these different power-ups. I could go racing. So much of their time is dedicated to leisure. And the rest of it is saving the world. And the rest of it is golf. <laughs> yeah, golf as a profession, yeah. Oh, well, golf not being leisure. <laughs> Plus, they're real big nerds. Like, you go to Mario Party, and he's all got you playing a board game. Yeah, a really good board game with lots of strategy. You would love it. Yeah, yeah. love it. Perfect. <laughs> what a great board game. There's some good catch-up mechanics Look, in it. I'd introduce my own mechanics and get away with it. <laughs> and they would kick you out of the family. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, for a start, we need to establish what colour is the only colour you can ever wear. Oh. Yeah, okay, my colour scheme. Shout. Okay, so Mario's got red lockdown, yeah. I guess you can switch up in, like, Smash Bros. Smash Bros. non-canon, otherwise we have to go back about ten episodes where we killed a load of them. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, you know, his brothers are dead, that's canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could wear red overalls and nothing else. I don't think you could. Why not? Obviously I need a hat. We have topless Mario in Super Mario Odyssey. We Why do. can't I be topless under some clothes? I think it's just our general reaction, <laughs> the idea of seeing more of you bear in that sort of sense is horrifying. You see me without my shirt literally all the time. You've never seen me in clothes. And I wipe it from my memory every time. <laughs> you climb on top of my belly and have a nap. Well, yeah, yes, but... <laughs> Whenever you see Bear on stream, we actually have the green screen in. <laughs> <laughs> That's all post-production, baby. Okay, but like, it would be all the humour and quality of Wario with all the warmth and love of the Mario Brothers. What, fart jokes? Yes! <laughs> fart jokes! Dropping my big butt on people. I think you should go with brown. I think that's the colour they haven't tapped yet. Yeah, a brown set of overalls could be good. And I would ride around on a big Yoshi. Yeah, the proper canonical big Yoshi. <laughs> I would ride around on big, big Yoshi because all of the other Yoshis, you know when they struggle in the air to keep jumping? Yeah. They would constantly make that noise just while I was riding them and they wouldn't be able to jump. <laughs> Clearly the Mushroom Kingdom, the ability to jump at least your own height is also a requirement. They have lower gravity there. It's fine. Well, they still fall pretty reasonably, so I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> Mario can do it. Have you seen... Okay, I take back the thing about Yoshi because Mario's as fat as I am. No, it's fine. They'll just add a new power-up in the new game for you. It's a propeller hat suit so you can jump. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, judging by Smash, Wario can launch himself with farts, so there's no reason I couldn't do that. Yeah, Wario can't jump in Smash and has to <laughs> fart to <race>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think also, you know, I'd have a good time hanging out. I'd meet a lot of different kinds of people i'd probably date some princess but there is only three and they aren't all taken <laughs> this comes back to the frog princess <laughs> Rosalina, daisy and peach i'd probably be going out with daisy yeah what you mean stealing from luigi not steal from luigi i would have been there from the beginning and luigi never had a chance have you seen luigi you've seen the raw charisma of luigi <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the raw charisma of my fart jump <laughs> okay so a couple of other families in the mushroom kingdom that i think it would be fun to be part of. Oh, okay. 
Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi's just part of a big family of Yoshis, and you know, blam blam blam, pretty good. You do get free eggs, and I know how much you like your scrambled eggs. That is that is pretty grim. <laughs> yeah, and also, what a good prank it would be to swallow you whole and you pop out in an egg. I'd be like, hey, look over there, glomp. I'd like to ban this answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's you with a collection of Yoshis, not you as a Yoshi, right? Who knows? If I was born a Yoshi... <laughs> there would be one of the Yoshis. He would be the brown Yoshi. Right, okay. <laughs> they would have taught me how to use my tongue to swallow someone whole and poop them out as an egg. Right, so what you're wanting to be is a lizard that eats things and poops them out. Okay, okay, another lizard family. That's a good point. What about Bowser's family? You get all the Bowser juniors, they get to have a wild time, they get all sorts of equipment, they go and get to be like comic villains for a while, and then they get beaten and they go and play golf or racing with the guy who ruined their plan. How does lava baths suit you? Because you're gonna have to get used to them. Yeah. If, you know, if I'm a junior, if I'm part of the Bowser crew, then I can probably handle them okay. Like, Bowser never seems particularly happy about it, to be honest. He's clearly handling it, but nonetheless... It's a pretty good shout as Bowser, because you have none of the responsibility of being a good guy, and you still get to join in the parties and the golf and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they keep inviting him? I know! Well, sometimes you do actually have a responsibility as a good guy. In Paper Mario, Bowser joins the main team and helps save the world, because he's just annoyed that the bad guys <laughs> are taking over. <laughs> Champion, yeah. That was my idea! In Super Mario Bros. Yeah, the best Mario game. The whole thing is set as a stage, right? It's just like a play. So maybe actually it's not an accurate representation of a real conflict. It's a show they're putting on for the fun of the kingdom. So that means all of the fun things you're actually talking about are actually just theatre effects and you are just a plumber that has a side gig <laughs> as being an actor. <laughs> okay, first of all, just because I'm in a family of someone who's had a job as a plumber doesn't mean I have to be a plumber. Well, clearly it runs in the family, so you might be the outcast by not being a plumber. What are you talking about? Like, there are two members that it runs in the family. Yeah, there's only one set of plumbers in the Mushroom Kingdom. We better get the Mario Brothers because quite frankly, no one else is going to do it. <laughs> I think there's probably some toads that are actually pretty good at civil engineering and infrastructure. Yeah, the Mario <laughs> brothers just get called in when the toad gets stuck in a pipe and they have to plunge him out. Just jump on his head. <laughs> uh, plus, you know, I'd be interested in mushrooms. <laughs> Wait, you hate mushrooms, dude. Yeah, I was to say, hang on. Yeah, but a mushroom that makes me twice as big. It's still a mushroom. <laughs> are you one of those people that can tell when a mushroom's been, like, just touching other people? Absolutely. Food? It's the most obvious thing in the world. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> Look, I would love to like mushrooms, but they taste like shit and they get all over everything else. So what am I supposed to do? All right, look, dude, you had a chance of winning this and then you called mushroom shit. While also trying to be part of the mushroom kingdom. In the mushroom kingdom, they might not taste the same, okay? And I get superstars and I can do all sorts of other things. If you went to the candy kingdom and the candy didn't taste like candy... You probably asked for a refund. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of different flavoured mushrooms, and I might find some I like. Even if I don't, I can swallow a mushroom. Have you seen the size of those mushrooms compared? They're like the size of your head in the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> I can swallow a mushroom for magical effects. The same way I swallow an entire clove of garlic. <laughs> okay, Bear can swallow an entire clove of garlic. I can attest to this. <laughs> okay, that's grim. So far, the only family you've really talked about as having a benefit of being part of the family is actually the Bar of juniors. Everything else has been actually a property of the universe no, no, no. and a property of what you turn into, not actually a, oh, I want to hang out with these people because. Well, okay, I get what you're saying. Okay, Mario and Luigi have a lot of fun, right? Absolutely, they do. So I think it depends on the 
the incarnation you're looking at because there are the Mario and Luigi games where they have a lot of cool combo moves. Also the TV show and the film. They have a great energy there and I would love to be part of that family. It is a shocking energy in the film. <laughs> Which film are we talking about, dude? <laughs> the Chris Pratt version or the Bob Hoskins version? <laughs> there is no Chris Pratt Mario at the moment. There was a clip going round of like the actor of Mario from the live action Mario saying, hey kids, if you do drugs, you'll go to hell before you die. Whoa. Before you die? Before you die. <laughs> That's badass. Man, I never knew we could just take drugs and get a portal to hell. Let's do it. There, I'm back on board. Yeah, to the Mario Kingdom we go. <laughs> I briefly disqualified you, but you're back in. <laughs> yeah, so I think it'd be a fun place. There are good people there. They have a lot of fun. They have a lot of time for fun. Uh, I don't really know how their economy works, so maybe they've solved capitalism and gotten rid of it. That's true. Gold coins just hang out in boxes. Yeah. Free money. <laughs> Do you have to headbutt? I mean, nah, he punches them. <laughs> you just pick up coins as much as you need, pretty much. I think Toad Society is quite a lot of to each according to their ability kind of thing. And also, I think there is a lot of, like, hunter-gatherer because coins just exist out in nature. So your pay is basically just based on how much time you can spend going out and harvesting goods for the good of your community. So you would live a life of squalor. <laughs> <laughs> They're not living in squalor. No, you would be. You would. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just get some Toads. I'd get some Yoshis to go and do it for me. Yeah, but then they'd have the money. You just said how much time you're willing to put going into the world and collecting resources for the rest <laughs> okay, of Okay, look, I come from a capitalist society and I'm going to take over. I mean, it is a monarchy, so I guess that's something. <laughs> no, I mean, my real time would be spent, I would organise better Mario parties. I, I can believe that, yeah, yeah. Once I introduce them to alcohol. I was thinking exactly that. <laughs> Every single time they mention going for a round of golf, you're like, ah, oh, no, I've got to improve on the next board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to be doing pub golf this time <laughs> the slosh room kingdom yeah, oh man Mario Party 10 is absolutely wild <laughs> <laughs> literally like it orders alcohol to your house it links up to all the sort of food delivery places <laughs> between the Nintendo verse and the metaverse I don't know which one I'd rather live in <laughs> yeah no look I'm not trying to make Mario Party into my board games there's plenty of time for that in between the parties you can introduce the fourth activity you've got leisure saving the world golf and now board games <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by water. Stay hydrated, friends. Welcome back to the fake ad zone. The fad zone? I'm not sure about that. Okay, I've got a bit of house cleaning to do. Turns out, when you Google Win Stupid Prizes podcast, a single episode of a person's podcast that I want absolutely nothing to do with comes up first. This wasn't the case when we first launched this show, so I can only assume that that episode has gained traction because people have been looking for our hilarious take on pop culture and then clicked on a phrase they recognise instead. So this is a heads up that when you're recommending this show to your friends and family, that we are results 2 through 5 on Google. If you go through a podcast app, then the title of our show is Win Stupid Prizes, which does make it a bit more obvious. Send your parents a direct link to an episode is what I'm saying. Alright, that took long enough, so I'm just going to spotlight one other thing we do. All our links will be in the description anyway, so click on those if you want to check out all of our stuff. But right now, I'm going to spotlight Elves All The Way Down. If you're a Magic The Gathering fan, then Elves All The Way Down is an excellent series where Jamie experiments with playing different Elves decks in every Magic format. It's a great insight into deck building and strategy, even if you aren't a fan of Elves. And if you're really not a fan of Elves, you might get a few tips about how to beat them. And now, back to the episode. <laughs> 
speaking of like quite a wide collection of wacky characters, the other family that I'm thinking of is the cast of the Muppets. Okay. Now, as a family, it's quite big because it includes but not limited to Kermit the Frog, Miss P, Fozzie the Bear, Gonzo, Rolf the Dog, Scooter, Animal, Pepe the King Prawn, Rizzo the Rat, Walter, Dr. Teeth, Dr. Bunsen, Beaker, Sam Eagle, Stalter and Waldorf, the Swedish Chef, Camilla the Chicken, Bobby the Bear, and Uncle Deadly. What about the two old men? That was um, <laughs> Stalter and Waldorf. Ah, okay, fair enough. Stalter, Waldorf, and Pauldorf, obviously. <laughs> exactly, yeah. If I have to be specific, I'm clearly one of the old men in the box just heckling. The t- <laughs> that would suit you. Oh, they get such good roles. Like, in Muppet Treasure Island, they are the figurehead on the ship, and they're just complaining the whole time about the movie. <laughs> I think I would be part of the theatre production group. I think that's the sort of the line of Muppets that I would be doing. You'd be doing a line of Muppets? <laughs> doing a line of Muppets. <laughs> for a strange reason. The best thing is that I can actually just go there as as a human and when they begin having the existential crisis of am I a man or am I a Muppet, I just go, I'm a man, what the hell are you on about? <laughs> but if you're a man, you're a Muppet of a man. <laughs> but if he's a Muppet, then he's a very manly Muppet. <laughs> Legitimately, outside of this bit, I'm not sure if Paul is a man or a Muppet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Add that to the fan wiki. Of any of the gang, but I would be least confident in their Muppet status. I think Paul is definitely there. <laughs> I can confirm that to be animate I do not need a hand up my ass. I don't know Paul I haven't seen your ass recently wow. <laughs> you do get a lot more animated when you have a hand up your ass oh no oh dear I'm trying to think of what the other implications of being in the Muppets are. It would effectively mean that I would become part of a dysfunctioning theatre production which consistently has to have a film to justify the theatre staying open. I'm joining a loving business, not necessarily a profitable one. I've seen you run some accounts occasionally. You might be able to help them out. Yeah, actually the main problem with the Muppets was just accounting. Yeah, Paul just walks in and says, you've got to fire Fuzzy Bear. <laughs> Look, I'm joining this family so I can fix your accounting. Waka waka! No, get out, get out, dude. <laughs> You're not profitable. <laughs> just ends up with, with just me and Gonzo being like, I don't even know what you are. <laughs> Look, we're going to keep on only the most profitable Muppets, so therefore, all right, all of you lot get out of here. Animal, you're in. <laughs> Gonzo, you're in. Everybody else. Kermit's there like, what the hell, I'm the face of the show like no no Kermit you're not profitable it's not easy being green was so 2006 we've moved on now <laughs> Look, you're right it isn't easy being green and we gotta get in the green so get out unless you can rewrite it to do with bitcoins you're out and this piggy though you can stay so from the Muppet movie 2012 we do know that Kermit has enough money to live in a mansion but it is falling apart <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's just an abandoned house that he just wandered into and squatted I forget the details of the plot in that movie but someone Someone's trying to like buy out. It's buy out the theatre and then replace it with a condo, effectively. Yeah. Oh. Make it fail though, right? Yeah, exactly. And then in the second film, Kermit gets stolen away and replaced by his evil brother or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic plot line. You could be Kermit's evil brother. <gasps> so he's already a character. <laughs> you could be Kermit's second evil brother. <laughs> I am evil Kermit two. <laughs> Kermit's second practical evil brother who they keep around because he's made an agreement not to try and take over. <laughs> I love that when I Google Kermit evil twin, the first image that comes up is the meme. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, no, I think there is a, a wide collection of people that I think I could have a good time with. I might get on really well with Biku and provide some, you know, much needed health and safety to their science department. I could be wrong, but I think the difference between regular Kermit and evil Kermit, you know, his eyes are like dots with lines through them. Yeah. Kermit's a slanted like outwards sort of thing, so that he looks like quite friendly and evil Kermit's appear to be slanted either horizontally or inwards. Yes. Yeah. Like evil eyebrows style, <laughs> which I find very funny as a distinction. He also has a mark on his face, which he slaps onto Kermit. Kermit, a fake one, to get him in trouble. Because <laughs> he's the world's number one criminal and he's very wanted. Oh, that's good. I gotta watch more Muppets, dude. Muppets are funny. Yeah, I know. So I think I've brought my A game there. Are you gonna be able to live with the wider mouth, though? <laughs> <laughs> you scream like you've got one already. <laughs> but the sense of it, I've gone more Canadian in South Park. Just the whole head just opens up. <laughs> wow. You're a different ring to it. You've already got the arm flails down. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what if the Marvel Universe you could join a family unlike any other? And of course, I'm talking about Loki's family. Oh, you weren't talking about the Marvel Universe. Nice. No, no, I don't read comic <laughs> birds. What about comic birds? Comic birds. <laughs> I don't read comic birds. What am I? A comic book. I don't read comic <laughs> books. What am I? A nerd? <laughs> so, Loki has three kids with his partner, the Jotun. Wait, you had three kids? Loki? People didn't find out about it? <laughs> yeah. Me, Angerboda. Loki has Loki got four kids, but three of them are with Angerburger. Angerburger. We have Fenrir, the wolf that's going to kill Odin. Solid. We can see the future. It's North mythology. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jormungandr, the snake that lives in the ocean that encircles Midgard, which is Earth. Okay. Currently, he's eating his own tail. When he stops doing that, Ragnarok starts. So, you know. Is it when he's run out of tail to eat or when he gets bored of it? I can't remember. <laughs> I look like an orange. Yeah. Unspecified. It's <laughs> whatever he stops, whatever reason, really. And probably the most chill of the three is Hell, who just like rules one of the realms of the dead in Niflheim and is pretty chill. Okay. There's also the fourth child, which is Sleipnir, because Loki tricked, well, didn't trick, seduced a horse to stop a builder building a wall because they had a, I'll build a wall in one season with the help of no other man, otherwise it's free clause in the contract. You know, that standard contract. The standard contract. Do it super fast or it's free. So yeah, Loki had a horse. Baby. Yeah, why don't modern construction companies have those kind of pizza deals like your house in 30 minutes or it's free? You get a very shoddily built house. <laughs> There's a reason they stopped doing that. So, yeah, cool siblings. Why would I join them? Think of the shenanigans. Dog ate your homework. Fenris ate my homework. God ate my homework. <laughs> Someone's like, you're in big trouble now. Uh, let me go and talk to my big brother under the sea. I'm sure he'll let go of his tail a bit for a bit of a chat so I can get some advice. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Wait, so you've joined this family principally for the threatening benefits. Yes, exactly. That doesn't sound very valiant dead. I'll get my sister to put you on her list. I kind of... Some of what you get in that family depends a lot on your parentage. So do you have another parent in mind other than just Loki? What horrible curse are we going to bestow on you, Alex? It's also occurred to me, and this might help you inform your answer to this question, is that all four of Loki's kids have a different number of legs. <laughs> it's true. How many legs do I want? Zero legs on the snake, two legs on hell, four legs on Fenrir, and like a million legs on the horse? There's a lot of legs on that horse. On a point of philosophy, hmm. I think a snake is one leg. Nonetheless, <laughs> that's a different number to all the other ones. So that was the point I was really making. Eight-legged horse. So you've got one leg, two legs, four legs, and eight legs. You've got to pick a different number of legs. Millipede. <laughs> Millipede, oh my word. Loki has seduced an insect. <laughs> Again, Fenrir, Jormungandr, and Hel were all from Angerboda, who was just a Jotun, so, you know. Yeah. Isn't Loki a Jotun as well? I think so. I think Loki gets, like, the blood of the gods mixed into him and becomes something weird. Is that why he is 
such wacky kids. Two ice giants had three babies, and they're all different animals. How does that work? Magic. <laughs> I think it might be cheating. <laughs> Yoki is the son of a Jotun and someone who was mentioned as a goddess, but not very much, and, like, she's kind of there. Yeah, Loki had a tough time. Loki did get bullied a lot. <laughs> he did, but he did bully in return. I think he, he's equally as to blame as to... Yeah, which is why I wonder if it's the healthiest family dynamic to join into. <laughs> Could you Alex's proposition was to use them as threats. I don't even know if he even needs needs to see them <laughs> we don't even know if alex is in the healthiest mindset right now <laughs> i'd pick a family just to threaten people i mean why not i mean dude like they've got magical god powers it can't get any worse <laughs> i mean loki does meet a pretty shit end of okay i'm now gonna like poison you but not kill you so that every time the poison drops into your mouth you cause earthquakes or whatever you know yeah and then thanos snapped his neck and that was pretty rough pretty good prank <laughs> what am i a nerd get out of here with your nerd shit <laughs> so you do get to spend a lot of time with uncle thor as well probably yeah who is great an ass <laughs> Bit of a party boy. God of Thunder and rock and roll. I'm not sure you'd get on with Thor because while Thor is good and cares about like virtue and stuff, I think he's very set minded in a way that you might not get on with very well. He's also very stupid. Beat him at board games. <laughs> yeah, solid. He'd always flip the table halfway through. Uh, that's true. <gasps> He'd just put his hammer on one of your pieces. Like, oh no. He'd just be like, oh, let me just check something about Mjolnir. Put it on the table at the end. The table flips over. And he's like, whoops. <laughs> no, the table can support Mjolnir because it's not a living object, right? It's he, he put it on top of like one of your cards. I'm just talking about the sheer weight of it. <laughs> it's not that heavy. It also infinitely heavy. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Help. <laughs> what specifically about Loki? How do you think Loki would be as a dad? Um, he's the trickster god. He is the trickster god. Sounds like trauma. Which means he probably will trick me into doing my homework. <laughs> I think he'd be pretty chill, honestly. He's just like, I'm off doing my own schemes and stuff. Uh, have fun. <laughs> I don't think Loki is chill. I think Loki puts up a facade of chillness while he spends all of his effort doing really elaborate pranks. Yeah, kind of. True. Really elaborate pranks, like Ragnarok. <laughs> He's got four other kids to worry about as well. Admittedly, one of them's hanging out with his dad, one of them's just eating its own tail, <laughs> one of them's hanging out in hell or whatever it is, and the other one is a wolf. might eat everything and destroy the world, so needs a bit of attention. The wolf is just chained up. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Until it's not anymore. Yeah, that seems like it won't ever need checking on. Well, you know, Tyr gave up his arm to get him chained up there. Oh, that's fine then. So therefore, it's the chains are permanent. <laughs> well, the chains are permanent. Oh. As in, the wolf can't break the chains. They get made specifically for that, and they have to trick Fenrir into actually getting in the chains. Yeah. By throwing someone's arm into the chains and be like, hey, look at arm. No, they offer him a challenge saying, hey, I bet you're not strong enough to break these chains. And he's like, look, I'll do your challenge, but you guys are probably trying to trick me, so someone's going to have to have their arm in my mouth until I break out. <laughs> and Odin's like, oh, just, uh, I got something to do. See ya. <laughs> oh, look at the time, guys. <laughs> and then Tyr, the god of, like, just and honor so it's just like guess i have to do it um, yeah <laughs> so yeah we've talked about a whole group of fun powerful and dysfunctional families there in mythology yeah but what if we looked at a family that actually has a good dynamic despite difficulties instead impossible okay <laughs> go on then so steven universe is part of a loving family with a lot of background a lot of difficulty but they're really built around trying to make things better and love each other most of that coming from steven himself and his dad 
Okay. So Stephen's dad, Greg, best dad on TV. He banged a rock to death. <laughs> <laughs> Who's death? <laughs> and that's where Stephen comes from. That's a plot synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> if I was part of this family, I don't think I would have magic powers, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, why would you pick it then? <laughs> I mean, my friends around me still have magic powers. Your dad banged another rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad would have to bang another rock, which isn't impossible. He does have a thing for big women, and some of these rocks are big women. He banged one rock, he can bang a second rock. <laughs> but presumably, yeah, either I would be from some earlier relationship or some later relationship. But I think it would just be a nice environment. Okay. And that family has a lot of things going on. The magic powers and the temples and all the mysteries of the world are sort of on his mum's side. And on his dad's side, he runs a car wash. Nice. <laughs> and lives in a van. Pretty good. <laughs> and is a professional musician. And he rocks. Does Stephen have any magic powers, did you say? Yes. So Stephen inherits his mum's gem. Yeah. Because in order to have a child, his mum has to die. Classic. So Greg and his mum have a baby and her gem goes into the baby and basically gets reconfigured and it's now Stephen's gem and not hers. Gotcha. So Greg would bang a different rock. They would give up their life. Or, you know, a big human. Yeah. Or just a regular giant woman. <laughs> giant woman! <laughs> I don't know a lot about Steven Universes, but you've sung enough songs and I got some references in <laughs> I think the likely answer is actually that I have to be Steven's big brother just because Greg's really hung up on that rock. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> so he would have already banged a different rock. <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably would have had a human relationship and a kid from there. Okay. Greg is just such a great dad. The show really presents it like he's going to be a classic deadbeat dad because you know he lives in his van he runs the car wash yeah, but the okay. amount of effort he puts in in the background to always be there for Stephen and always support him and learn his gem side heritage and not just his human side it's it's incredible he's a great guy yeah okay it's a good representation of fatherhood and family you probably yeah. would get some magic powers though because things just kind of happen like <laughs> you could maybe do a bit of a fusion or yeah I'd definitely get some for some episodes but I don't know if I'd have them permanently you could have temporary magic powers yeah people get temporary magic powers some of the gems are able to hand away magic powers there are some artifacts and things that confer powers for a while ah. yeah and also Stephen learns to fuse as the gems do okay and basically combine with people for a while ah. also you get a magic lion <laughs> and that magic lion has like a mystical you can go through its mane into a portal world what there's no oxygen there though Oh, good. Just what I wanted. <laughs> but luckily, we as humans have invented ways of having oxygen in places where there aren't. That is strictly true. Like plastic bags. <laughs> like plastic bags. The best example. <laughs> you ever wanted a bag of holding in real life, but also it being a pink lion. Yeah, it's basically that. So you got 10 minutes of oxygen in the lion. <laughs> you have no oxygen in the lion. You have to bring in your own. But you have a lot of storage space. Oh, what a disaster that would have been to find out originally. Like, oh, look at all this cool stuff. Oh, no. Uh, where did Steve go? He just wandered into the lion and never came out. <laughs> in fact, how did he wander into the lion? That's also baffling. <laughs> During the show, Greg gets super rich as well. Yeah. From running a car wash. No, from one of his music things earlier that he got a load of royalties from. Oh, result. So he just gets this ton of money out of nowhere. He's like, okay, we go on a holiday. Then they come back and he's just 
he's not like blowing it there. He's still living in his van. He's just a character who now has access to tons of money because yeah. he's happy. He likes the situation, and now he just has these resources when he needs them. Oh. They use it to solve problems in the show. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty smart. Yeah, like I just think that environment, that person being able to be part of that, and also make an impact as well, because Stephen is solving universe level problems. Okay, like he is dealing with diplomacy with an alien war on Earth and trying to stop them wanting to do war and stuff. Wow. A lot of normal humans help Stephen reach his conclusions or step up for Emmy despite the danger and make an impact and that would be quite a fun place to be a hero. Well, I can see that. I like that role. Or an asshole. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean, it's a fun world but it is still down to earth and I think the thing that makes me want to go there is that it links in this sort of fantasy with these real world problems and doesn't dodge them. So it's a bit more believable as a setting despite all of the magic going on. That makes a lot of sense. I like the old take of like taking the bigger brother role as well and being like, hey, Steven's got a lot of shit to deal with and I can help. <laughs> the only problem here is Bear's lesson learning morals and we have no idea where that could lead. Could go many ways. <laughs> the particular problems he ends up having and getting really hung up on things, I would be good specifically at dealing with those because uh, he'd be a lot more used to teasing and pranking. So a little <laughs> bit more resilience in those situations. Oh, right. You would bully him. Right. I see. That's what Steven Universe was lacking. A bully. <laughs> it's a sibling. It's not bullying if it's your sibling. Uh, <laughs> I think it is. I bullied my brother all the time and that's not bullying. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you tease, you fight with, you prank your siblings as long as you're doing it in a way where when things go bad, you're there to help them out. Yeah, no, that's fair, that's fair. I was like that you mentioned, like, there's an alien war going on, and so Steven's doing this diplomacy, and I've seen you play some diplomacy board games, and, like, you've got to be careful of this man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a risk that I accidentally just get Steven to kill all the enemies through some great strategy, I find. I mean, I think there's more of a risk that you accidentally end up as the warlord of both armies. <laughs> I mean, the war doesn't really make sense in the plot, because Greg is such a mensch that he would just bang all the rocks and there wouldn't be any left. We see the line of diplomacy that Bear is going to Take, which is he also wants to bang a rock <laughs> you found me out oh well the other thing about the universe family is they're very musical they like to break out into song they put a lot of effort into their songs and their performances and they're very outgoing in a way that matches me yes well fair enough i guess the last point i'd say is in that world there's a lot more effort on people learning to adjust the way they think about things and you intend to do that by bullying your little brother. Hey, if it works, it works. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe there are some things about me that they would help me rethink and improve as well. That is the most open-minded thing I've ever heard. Nah, there's nothing to change. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was some solid self-reflection you had there for a fraction of a second before it was immediately whisked away. <laughs> Okay, I think I've heard everything I need to hear. Some very compelling arguments in there. But I think i got to give it to the most rounded, I think best thought through answer, which is uh, the most recent answer. It's Steven Universe. I think that was a, a really lovely image that you sewed into our minds there. As a show, it does get you to think about all of that stuff. And I think it's kind of unique in its place for kids where it dresses real world issues in a way that's believable without just being boring. That very much came across in your description. And how much of that will make it in is questionable. <laughs> <laughs> but it was lovely to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Congratulations, Bear. Your prize this time 
Okay, so I've got a Kids Go Free voucher for Legoland. Yeah! But in order to use it, I need a kid. <laughs> so your prize this week is an adoption letter. I'm adopting <laughs> you so that I can use this Legoland voucher. <laughs> Daddy! <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. And also, I've managed to lie to you. The real reason for Steven Universe is because all I want to do is see someone turn into a giant woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you drove your van straight into my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to keep up to date with everything we do, your best bet is to follow us on social media. We're at Hexagorgon on Twitter, and we're Hexagorgon FB, no spaces, on Facebook. And if you'd like to support us financially, you could either donate to our Ko-Fi, which is Hexagorgon, or subscribe to us on Twitch if that's more your speed, which is Hexagorgon Live. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Well, you'll, you'll see us. Well, not see exactly. Ah, you get the idea. What about all the rats as well, though? All of the rats. All of the rats. All of the rats. What about all of the rats? What about them? What about them? It'd be good. <laughs> okay, great. Great joke. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>